Hello and welcome to this message from the river. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. You say come to the have your Bibles, go ahead and turn with me this morning to Genesis. We're going to be going there today uh, as we continue our series that I began last week. We began a series called Alphas, and uh, we're talking about being a dominant force in your world, a dominant force in your world. God has given you the authority, the power to be a dominant force in your world, and our series text is found in Psalms Chapter 8, it says, What is a man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. And verse 6 says, You have made him, you have created him, you have formed him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. That's God's position for you. That's God's plan for you is that the things that come against you, He has already defeated them. He has already overcome them. He has prepared you so that those things could be under your feet. And so this morning, if you're going through a struggle, if you're facing difficulty, if you're having a hard time, I've come to tell you today that God has already defeated that. It's under your feet this morning. And so stand in that authority, walk on that thing, and let it be in its rightful place where it belongs, under your feet this morning. Last week I shared with you a few things. God has given you authority and power to be that dominant force. We talked about that. We talked about how God made you or created you for the purpose of being His son or daughter, which means that you are a direct heir of all of His promises and you're a direct heir of all of His provision. It means to us that whatever is afforded to Christ by the Father has also been afforded to you. That whatever Christ is able to do, you also are able to do because you are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. You are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We talked about recognizing what God has given you, counting your blessings and being thankful for what is in front of you. And we talked about that God trusts you and believes in you. God, God has great confidence in each and every one of us today. God has great confidence. Even if you don't have confidence in yourself, you have a God who has great confidence in you. And so that helps you this morning when you understand that, to take some confidence in yourself and know that whatever comes before me, I've got this. I can handle this. I can deal with this. And so this morning as we continue that series, Alphas, I want to talk to you about living with boundaries. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord. We ask that you would just invade this place this morning, that your anointing would rest upon me as I preach your word today, that God, every heart, every mind, every soul would open their, their, their selves up to hear the word of God today, that it would be planted in good ground, bringing forth good seed and good fruit. We ask that, God, you prepare us to hear, give us ears to hear what the Spirit of God is trying to say to us this morning in the place. We thank you for an anointing in this house, Lord, today to hear and to take hold of what you are speaking to us and to make it produce in our lives. We thank you for that today. In Jesus' name, everybody says amen, amen. Now, when you hear the words living with boundaries and we're talking about being a dominant force, sometimes those terms can seem a bit contradictory. 
You know, after all, Pastor, aren't we supposed to be kicking down barriers and claiming new territory? Well, the answer to that, of course, is yes. Barriers that are established by the enemy, walls that are put up by the enemy are things that God has given us the power and the authority, the dominion to defeat and to overcome. And certainly there are places in our lives where God gives us new territory. And He says to us to go claim that territory. But the key this morning to walking into those places that God has given you is understanding that there are boundaries and there are limitations to your life in this particular season of life. Everything, everything that God gives us has a boundary and a limitation for that season attached to it. Those seasons change and boundaries are moved over time, but in the current season of life it is necessary for each and every one of us to recognize boundaries and live within those boundaries. Living with boundaries is not contrary to walking in dominion, power, and authority. It is complementary to it. I said it's not contrary to walking in dominion, power, and authority. It is complementary to it. It narrows the focus and it maximizes the energy expenditure to accomplish what God is giving you to accomplish for this particular season of time. The time will come in every single person's life when God will encourage you to expand your domain. There will come a time when God will give you the power to accomplish that expansion process where He will say, there's some new areas that I want you to go into. Now, we're all scared of that, right? I mean, if we're being honest this morning, that's one of the biggest things is is, uh, 70% of people are what we call S personalities and that means that their greatest fear is change. So 70% of people are saying, I really would like my life to kind of stay the same. I I don't want anything new. So I understand the difficulty that we have when God says, okay, it's time for you to delve out here. It's time for you to launch out into the deep. It's time for you to do something different with your life. It's time for you to make a course change or or add, uh, go back and get an education. Go back and do something different with your life. So there's some scary parts of that, but the time will come when God will ask you to step out. And we're asking you and trying to help you this morning to be that dominant force in your world. God has given you some things to conquer. God has given you some things to overcome. God has given you some places in your life that you're just destined to go. You were made to go. And so don't let fear stop you. Don't let fear hinder you. When God says go, trust that He will give you the provision and the power and the ability and the anointing to go and accomplish what He's setting before you. Somebody needed to hear that this morning, I feel like. Some of you are hesitant to take opportunities that are coming your way. None of this is my notes, so I feel like I'm talking to somebody this morning. Some of you are hesitant to take out and step into a place that God is opening the door for you right now. And I just encourage you, don't be afraid of that. If God's opening the door, He's going with you. Now you pray for His peace, you pray for His provision. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But you go with Him in that process. Don't be afraid to take a chance. Don't be afraid to take a risk. Because with that risk may come a new dimension of life and living for you that God's trying to bring to you. You know, provision doesn't always come to the place that I'm at. It doesn't always find me in my current state. Sometimes provision is found by me taking a step towards it. 
and walking into a new place of life. We, we think, God, I need provision, and, and we're waiting in a place, and we're saying, God, bring that provision to me. And God said, I've laid up the provision for you, but you're going to have to take a step of faith. You're going to have to get beyond where you currently are and start walking towards some things that I've prepared for you. So don't be afraid to walk through some open doors. Don't be afraid to knock on some doors. Don't be afraid to try some new things and some new opportunities. Because the time will come when God will encourage you to expand your current uh, domain, your current uh, arena of life, and He will help you accomplish whatever He encourages you to possess. Until that time, however, you have to work the ground that you've been given. You have to work where you're at. Now let's look at Genesis chapter 1. And let me set some foundation for us as we dig into the word here this morning. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle. And then note here that it says over all the earth, right? Over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 27, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him, male and female he created them. Verse 28, then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Let me stop here and say to you that God's original intent for humanity is to exercise leadership in his created order. Let me say it again. God's original intent for humanity, we see it right here in verse 26 of Genesis 1, is to exercise leadership in His created order. God placed you in the position that He placed you so that you could have influence in that place. God puts you in the job that you're currently in, not because He's just trying to provide for you, but so that you would exercise leadership in that arena that God placed you. God puts you in a family. He didn't just put you in a family so that you wouldn't be lonely. He puts you in a family so that you could exercise leadership in that arena that He has placed you. It's more than just getting by. It's also walking in that power and that authority and influencing the surroundings around me. It's being a force. It's being someone that walks into a place and changes the atmosphere. It's a person that carries with them the very presence and person of Jesus Christ and believes because they carry with them that presence and that person of Jesus Christ that they can influence the dynamics of any situation for the positive. You are light. And when you go into dark places, it ought to illuminate the place. It ought to change the arena, it ought to change everything around you. He wants us to be that force in his created order. But there is no order this morning without boundaries. It is boundaries that provide us opportunity for advancement. Without ban- boundaries, advancement or potential deteriorates into chaos. Think about it this morning. Without boundaries, advancement or potential always deteriorates into chaos. Let me give you an example. A train running has tremendous, tremendous power, but it needs some tracks. That train is not effective in moving forward without some tracks. Those tracks are the boundaries. It has a max speed that it is allowed to run on a particular route. 
and a particular set of tracks. These are limitations that it has to operate within and under. Those boundaries and limitations allow it the ability to arrive at its destination. It may have more potential. It may have more capacity than what it is currently allowed to operate, but if it refuses to recognize its boundaries and limitations, it will move from advancement to chaos. When it goes around a corner, it has a set speed, a limited speed in which it can make that curve and that corner. If it chooses not to operate within those limitations, it runs off the track. And so many times in our lives, we refuse to acknowledge and listen and and pay attention to boundaries and limitations, and we find ourselves putting out a lot of effort and a lot of energy, but it's really not getting us anywhere. It's not advancing us. As a matter of fact, if we put out too much energy in the wrong places, what we find is we run off the track and we slip from advancement into chaos. Now let's look at verse 7 of chapter 2 in Genesis. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. The man became a living being. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden... And there he put the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that was pleasant to sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And then in verse 10 it says, Now a river went out of Eden to water the garden and from there it parted and became four river heads. The name of the first is Pishon. It is one which skirts the whole land of Havilah where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good. Bedellum and onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It is one which goes around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is Hadakel. It is one which goes toward the east of Assyria. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. Notice in Genesis 1, God starts with a broad vision. He says, my, my plan for you as a person, as a created person, a person that I've made to sit in heavenly places with me, is that you would fill the whole earth, that you would subdue the whole earth. And then he goes in verse 7, chapter 2, through, through all these verses that I read to you through verse 14. And he says, now let's bring it down to a place where you have a starting place. My, my goal, my vision is broad, but let's start with this area. God has established clear boundaries. He says, look, you can go as far as this river. You can go as far as this river, this river, and this river. I'm going to put you in a garden. This is your boundaries. This is your limitation. This is the place that I want you to operate in. Verse 15 says, the Lord God took the man and he put him in the garden of Eden to tend it and keep it. God establishes boundaries. He establishes limitations. He gave Adam the garden... And he says, this is your domain. This is your area. This is your place. Now I want you to work within these boundaries. God says to Adam, he encourages Adam by saying to him, I've got more for you. I've got big plans for you. But let's start right here. Let's start with a garden. Let me say to you this morning that where you start is not where you are going to end up. Despise not small beginnings, right? 
Where you start is not where God intends for you to end up. God has much, much more for you. But let's start with a garden. Let's start with this place that I have. Let's start with the resources that are in front of me. Let's start with the relationships that I already have. And let's work that until it becomes something more. Let's start with what we have. Work that until you have something and accomplish something more. So the first takeaway this morning is this, that you have to know your boundaries and you have to know your limitations. Know your boundaries and know your limitations. Those things are vital. Knowing where not to go, where not to invest energy, where not to spend time thinking about, where not to spend resources is just as important as knowing where to spend those things. You know, God is limit, limitless, but you are not. Amen to that. Anybody in the place feel like you're being stretched thin? Huh? Any teachers feel like as you get ready to go back to school, you're being stretched really thin? Parents that are waiting for their kids to go back to school, do you feel like you're being... I, oh, i got to have a Holy Ghost moment right there because I've been... I'm like... Please, God, let this school start. Get these kids out of here. Amen. <laughs> yes. We could probably stop and have an altar call right there. I think that'll do it. <laughs> knowing what you shouldn't do is as important as knowing what you should do. Those are guidelines. Those are boundaries. Those are things that help me to make sure that I have right kinds of focus. That I'm putting my energy in the right places. You only have so much. So let's make it count that it is advancing our lives and moving us forward. Let me give you another example. God said to Abraham, he says, look, I'm giving you a land. I'm giving you a measure of land. And if you go back and you read in Genesis where God's speaking to Abraham, he's very specific about the land that he's giving him. He doesn't say, you got the whole world, just go enjoy it. He doesn't say that. He starts him out by giving him specific boundaries. And he says, this is the portion that I'm giving you today. Now go walk in it. Abraham was anointed to walk in the portion that God gave him. He was not anointed to walk in the portion that had not yet been given. Why am I hitting a brick wall, Pastor? Because you're trying to go into places that you're not anointed to go yet. You're trying to walk in areas that you're not, you don't have the influence yet to walk in. You don't have the authority yet to walk in. Adam is anointed to live and work in the garden. He is not anointed to work outside of it. So in knowing your boundaries and limitations, you have to ask yourself, where does my influence stop? Where does my anointing stop? Where am I finding that I just keep hitting this wall and I have to at times sit down and think, is this the enemy coming against me or is this just me fighting against things that are just not time for me to deal with yet? If we continue to ignore boundaries, we spend our lives just hitting brick walls over and over again. Boundaries are there for our well-being. Nobody likes to talk about boundaries. I think, you know, as Americans, we're offended by thinking about places that we're not allowed to go or allowed to... listen. God is setting those things up for your provision and for your protection. He's not saying no. He's just saying not yet. 
He's just, not, he's just saying, look, you're not ready yet. But if you will wait on Him and trust Him and be patient with Him, the day will come when He'll open up new doors for you, new opportunities for you. They're not there. Boundaries are not there to stifle you. They are there to protect and provide. They're not there to subdue or bind you. They're there to advance you. So how do I know what my boundaries are? How do I discover my limitations in this season and stop trying to push past that place that God has positioned me? I think one way that we can determine that is that we have to let God's peace and presence be our guide. God's peace helps you establish your limitations and boundaries. When you get in over your head and you find yourself stretched beyond what is reasonable, oftentimes what we find is that we have pushed ourselves beyond the place that God's peace was willing to go. That we have walked off and left peace and God's presence and He has just stayed in a place that we were supposed to remain and we've walked off and left those things. God's peace and presence is what helps us to establish the place we belong and the place we don't belong. Has anybody ever felt uneasy about something you were doing and you just knew it wasn't right? Why? Because we've walked off and we've left peace. I've been in situations that are way bigger than me. But I knew that God had sent me there and I felt His peace in the process. I've also been in situations that it shouldn't have been that big of a deal and I should have had the ability to accomplish it, but I didn't have God's peace in it. And I was doing things that I was not anointed to do in the season that I was doing them. Practically, anybody ever bought a car they shouldn't have bought? I don't feel peace about this, but man, that car looks good. That new car smell has got me intoxicated. I can't get away from it. And you're sitting down, and the whole time you're signing paperwork, you're feeling like, hmm, something's not right, and I'm just pushing through that. I'm just setting God's presence and His peace aside to accomplish something. And what happens the majority of the time? We get on the other side of it and something happens and we're like, God was trying to protect me from something. God was trying to keep me from something. God God knew that this is not what I needed in my life at this particular moment. My limitation is where God's presence and peace cease. Now, I feel like I need to balance that statement by saying this morning that we can't use peace as an excuse not to step out in faith. Feeling fear is not the same as not feeling peace. Feeling fear is not the same as not feeling peace. And a lot of people will use that as an excuse not to do anything for the Lord when God is prodding you and pushing you along. Sometimes a refusal to move is not a lack of peace, but just a flood of fear. It's just me being overwhelmed by feeling insignificant or inadequate to accomplish what God is asking me to do. So we clarify the difference through prayer... And through seeking God. That's how you clarify the difference between peace and feeling a flood of fear and knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt what God is asking you to do. Listen, God will, God will give you more than you can handle. But He will never give you more than He can handle. God will give you more than you can handle. He'll give you something that's much bigger than you. Things that are greater than you. Things that you can never accomplish on your own. But He never gives you anything that's greater than Him. 
Because there is nothing greater than Him. And He says, look, if you want to accomplish this, we can accomplish it together. And so it's walking with the Lord. He will let you go ahead without Him. And when we go ahead without Him, it is always, always, always more than we can handle. Now, God tells Abraham in Genesis 13, 17, He says, Arise and walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. Walking in the land does not mean that I disregard boundaries or that I walk alone. And that's why the Word says in Galatians 5.25, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us walk with God. Don't leave His presence and His peace behind in anything you're doing. Know your limitations and know your boundaries. And let me just close this thought by saying this. Authority and power can sometimes write checks that your anointing can't cash. Pastor, I went in there with boldness and I went in there with confidence. What would you do? I lost my job. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you had the authority and the power there to do it, but maybe we should have prayed about this before you just took off in there. Don't demand from your boss what you don't have the right to demand. Don't dictate terms in a situation when you're lacking the necessary influence. It's easy for us to get ahead of ourselves and more importantly ahead of God when we're not recognizing our boundaries and limits. God's permission must always precede the exercise of power and the exercise of authority. God's permission must precede the exercise of power and authority. He says to Abraham, walk in the land. He gives him permission. He says, for I give it to you. Now you go exercise your power and authority because I've given you permission to do what you're doing. So how can I have what I have be increased, Pastor? How can I expand my limitations and boundaries and if so how those are both great questions and I'm glad that you guys asked them this morning because I want to answer the answer is yes you can expand your limitations and boundaries and here's how the second thing I want you to take away this morning is that you have to cultivate what is in front of you cultivate what is in front of you last week We talked about recognizing what is in front of us, recognizing what God has blessed us with, counting our blessings, and just being thankful for what we have. The reason is because the key to gaining influence and enlarging our uh, territory is taking what you have and cultivating it into more. He says to, to Adam, take what I've given you, now multiply it. Be fruitful with it and multiply it. God blessed them, verse 28 says, it says, God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion. This is God's plan. But the fulfillment of the vision starts with the garden that you've been given today. Cultivate what is in front of you. This is what you've been given to work with, now work with it. You know, every one of us have to cultivate what we have before we can claim more stuff. You know, a lot of times we don't work on what we have, we just want to get more to work on. And God says, look, if you'll cultivate what you have, I promise you, I will give you more. Too many of us also want to cultivate what someone else has. Or what we don't have in front of us. But that is not what God has given you. Cultivating something or someone else has or something that you are not ready for is called coveting. And here's a word from the Lord for all of us this morning, myself included. Sometimes we just need to mind our own business. Mind our own business. 
I'm too busy worried about what somebody else should be doing with their life and I'm not managing and cultivating my own life. I'm looking over the fence at my neighbor's uh, situation and I'm telling, you know, boy, if I was them, I'd do this and if I do... Listen, just do it in your own life first. You know, we need to learn to row our own boat before we start trying to row somebody else's. Tend your own garden. Quit talking about my weeds when you're overgrown with them. <laughs> Let me give you another practical application when it comes to stuff. You know, it's like, you know, I said this earlier. I want a new house. I want a new car. I want, I want, I want. Why? We can't barely afford what we have, and we're asking God to give us more. We're not taking care of business. Faithfulness is predicated, uh, or expansion is predicated on faithfulness. If we're not faithful with what we have, God is not going to give us more. And so he says, start where you're at, work what you have, and let me grow it and develop it. Don't get ahead of the Lord. Cultivate what you have in front of you. And all that other stuff will come later. Unrest. Unrest is a dangerous enemy. Unrest is when I get bored with my current situation and my current life and I start looking beyond my current arena of life looking for something to give me excitement, to give me a boost. It's really me looking for life in the wrong places. And so unrest can be very dangerous. It, it, it comes when I am worried or wanting things that exist outside of what God is trying to give me. Unrest leads to impatience. Impatience leads to trouble. It leads to trouble because I'm refusing to wait on the Lord and my strength to obtain what God is trying to give me. Isaiah 40, 29 says, He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, He increases strength. Verse 31, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Waiting on the Lord gives me the strength to obtain the next level stuff that God is trying to bring to my life. I have to understand that waiting on Him and being patient with Him is what has given me strength to gain what is there for me in the next place of life. Cultivating what is in front of me is my proof of faithfulness that says I deserve an opportunity to expand and be more than what I currently am. I have to also understand this morning that even if I obtain something I desire, greater strength is required to maintain something I have. It's easier to obtain than it is to maintain. It's easier to get than to keep. It's easier to go out and, and, and expand my life to a point that I can't maintain my life. Just because I'm approved for the loan doesn't mean I can consistently pay for that loan. The strength to maintain is greater than the strength to obtain. So I'll work what's in front of me. He says, be fruitful, multiply. I'm taking what I have and I'm making what I have more. Consistency, 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 consistency. You want to bless life and be consistent with what God has put in front of you. Work the ground that you've already been given. Work the, the opportunities that are already in front of you. Consistency and cultivation leads to increase in potential and capacity. That stuff is enlarged in the daily, seemingly mundane tasks. 
when I'm faithful to work and I do the best job that I can at work. That's what unlocks the door to promotion. It's when I am a good worker and I'm a faithful worker and my boss doesn't have to ride me all the time and, and tell me I'm doing this wrong and all this. When I'm doing my best, that's what God looks at, God honors that, and God will move upon the heart of whoever to open doors for you. So I cultivate my life. I water my marriage. I tend my children. I work my job. I grow my finances. I'm working the garden in front of me. And I'm ruling my world with Christ Jesus. When I do that, God will come alongside me one day and say, you see that field over there? I'd like for you to go and walk in it. He will expand your territory when you cultivate what you have. We hope you have enjoyed and been encouraged by this message. We'd love for you to join us at the river on Sunday mornings at 9.45 for Sunday school and at 10.30 for morning worship. We also provide our midweek service for all ages on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If you would like to support the various ministries at the river, please go to our giving tab. We would love for you to visit us at 1110 South Preston Street in Burkrenet, Texas. And as always, we encourage you to come experience life with us at the river. Show.